0: Die young, he thought he could bury me, but I'm back, baby. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're even less hinged than ever. It's peace at home, but without Ben because they're—I don't know—working some shit. I don't know. They're doing something. Yeah. Anyway, it's—it's it's just me and Jamie today. It's good. Who am I? I don't know anymore. I'm a mystery. I'm a, I've been detached from my identity by Dai Yong's thugs. <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't know who that is, that is the chairman of Reading FC. Uh, but yeah, we, we've had a good summer, I, I would say. Well, good. You know, relatively speaking. We've um, had a summer. We've had a summer. I did a lot of just going around eating food. So, you know, that was, that was nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good to be back. And it's good, to, it's good to be recording. But well, I've stolen Jamie from PraxisCast tonight. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, they, they, they get him all the time. You know, we, don't, we, don't even, we haven't even been recording over the summer. I feel like they should have made the most of that while they had him. You yeah. know? Anyway, we're back, and we're going to try and figure out what the fuck we were talking about before we took an extended break. So this is going to be fun, because I, d- I didn't remember that we did an episode 31. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot that because I am a professional podcaster who gets paid to do this at least an amount of money so uh yeah so it turns out the last episode was a recap for Jamie but we've all forgotten what was recapped <laughs> so that's that's fucking good um I I, guess, I just like, don't know what to do <laughs> i'm genuinely here like i don't know what to do do i have to explain it all again i don't know i mean jamie what do you okay fine let's
1: play again jamie what do you remember from before the break uh
2: mince mince fun and story. very little else <laughs>
1: yeah
0: i mean this is the thing there's a character it, there's a character referenced in fucking Baldur's gate 3 called mince and I was like, "Oh no, not Mince!" <laughs> like immediately, I was like, "Oh, they got Mince! They got him!" <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Can't believe they got Mince! <laughs> Is
2: that the uh, the barbarian guy?
0: Uh, I think he's a goblin. I'm watching other people play it because uh, I don't have SSD space for it right now, and also I'm literally one day from being paid at this yeah. point.
2: So I'm getting a fun birthday know. next week. Um, nice. I know I'm thinking of I'm thinking of fucking Mince.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not mints No, just legally
0: distinct from mints anyway everyone we're, we're, we're, we're going to be we're going to be chaotic with it because we're going to try and figure out where we were okay so you only remember mints that's it pretty much yeah uh, alright great okay that's really good And um, Turkish, Turkish Keith beefed it God, Turkish Keith beefed it he did
1: yes <laughs> he really fucked it bad as well yeah.
0: like in the worst possible way <laughs> everyone was like oh calling him Turkish Keith is harsh and I was like just wait just wait. Yeah, just wait until he pivots
2: to racism.
0: Yeah, wait until he pivots to racism, then doesn't gain any fucking votes for him. Yep. Because he's fucking Keith. Anyway. Yeah, I did, I did enjoy people being like, oh yeah, calling him Turkish Keith." doesn't that seem unfair, given that he might win? And I'm like, he's not fucking <laughs> like... Like, when someone asked me to explain why he lost, and I said, I just pointed at him.
2: Can you still like, hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Alright, okay, just fucking a uh, thing pop up saying I'm offline.
1: Nah, I can still hear you.
2: Yeah. Fucking computers, it's Chrome just lying to me.
0: Chrome, the, the vicious liar. Right, so I think what we were talking about was the military coup, or the build-up to the military coup, where they basically sent a memo saying, okay, it's time to fucking pack it up. Yeah. Like, the military were like, alright guys, it's time to pack it up, or else we're going to arrest you and they uh, and they and they did it and no one was surprised and uh, everyone was like oh i hope it's the guy i support in the army who took over but then they immediately decided to open a court case against uh, communists and ban them so that was good that was good and normal yeah that was good and normal and obviously right wing violence was therefore encouraged and they uh, and and i think we did get up to the point where they had decided that they should have an, a, a, a government that's above party loyalty that will carry out the reforms to the best of their ability. They got Ken Clarkin. They got Turkish Ken Clarkin. Only in this case, Turkish Ken Clark is somehow even more bald than actual Ken Clark. Here he is.
2: Yeah. Here he get- is. Yeah. Did they get um, Turkish Brian Cox in to be foreign secretary or whatever?
0: No, no, no. Actually, to be fair, we can have a look at his cabinet. We can, we can have a look at his cabinets and see if there's anyone there. So there's, uh, so there's a bit of a wrinkle here. So Nihat Erim, who was picked to be Prime Minister, or like who kind of was the last man standing who they thought could command a majority in the parliament because no one really... Because uh, up until this point, right, the, um, the government was basically non-functional. Like, yeah. it did not It did not function in any basic sense of the word. Couldn't pass budgets, couldn't get the police to do what it wanted. I mean, couldn't get the army to do what it wanted. That was kind of the main, that was the main <laughs> crux of the fucking problem here, yeah. I think. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, and and um, so Nihat Aram, they were like, okay, so we could, uh, so the deal with him was, okay, so he's acceptable to, like, center-right conservatives, because he is sort of a, uh, a, a, a sort of vaguely reform skeptical figure, but who's just sort of, he's sort of like a respected senior politician. So everyone was like, yes, this is the man. And even, and Ismail Inonu, who is still the leader of the Republican People's Party, um, which is fucking incredible because it's like 1971 at this point. He's been in politics since the start point of this podcast. Like, the starting date of when we began our podcast, yeah. basically. So he's been in politics for what? Like, 52 years at this point? As a senior, with a brief break for health reasons in the 1920s. Which should, I think, tell you a lot about how long Turkish political careers are. Yeah. But yeah, so, so İsmet Inu really likes Nihat Eren because they're aligned in the party, and he is a conservative within the Republican People's Party. But, like, I don't know how many people will have played Cizerain, but, but Cizerain has, like, a conservative faction, and they're kind of... They're, the party that you're in is based on the Republican People's Party. So, conservative in that game means the same thing here. They're like, okay, we need to do, like, statism, but we need to be, like, socially conservative and be autocratic and, you know, we need to not rock the boat too much. You know, we got to keep the Kemalism going, you know?
1: We're yeah.
0: married to Kemalism. But, like, but the party's general secretary is Bulent who, I, people say he self-identified as a socialist. He never really said that. He always, he always couched it in, like, the euphemism of the time, which is Ortanun Solo, the left of center, left of the center. You know, they were trying to say socialist without saying socialist, which is, which I've noted is very successful every time someone does it, right? (laughs) That has never failed and never immediately been seen through. Because the thing, right, okay. So I was, I was, I'm reading a lot about, um, about like radicalization at the moment. Because I'm doing, spoiler I'm going to talk about a video I'm doing. Um, I'm doing a video about like, you know, like how centrists in Britain are basically piss babies that yeah. are like furious constantly. I am,
2: I am familiar with that concept.
0: Yeah. They, like, I am going to posit, I'm going to put the case forward that they are, like, radicalized, but, like, in the same way that gamergators were radicalized. Yeah. Where, like, they cannot take yes for an answer, but they couch their, like, insane demands within the idea of being a reform movement. Even though they are not a reform movement, they are a deeply conservative group in both cases. Yeah. In fact, reactionary. In the case of GamerGate, I'm gonna uh, be, be. I haven't. I haven't come to my conclusion about centrist yet on that one. I'll be <laughs> honest. I'm not sure if they're actively reactionary or just very fucking stupid. Like that is that is kind of what I'm trying to figure out. But it, but it's not the point. Um, my point is that um, is that like um a lot of, a lot of how you radicalize people. Is, or how you radicalize like a broad, moderate group is you speak in euphemisms so they can believe that you're not saying the thing you're obviously saying. Yeah. So you know how in America, um, they used to say like, oh, border control, it's about jobs, even though they only really controlled the border with Mexico, right? Yeah. Which doesn't make it look like it's about job. Like to any rational observer, that looks like it's about Mexican people. But then Donald Trump comes in and is like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna build a wall on the Mexican border and make them pay for it, and and Mexicans are criminals and stuff like that." Just start saying it, right? Yeah. Just start saying, and that's um, and that that's the thing, like, that. So they they want that. So like, but that euphemistic way of communicating doesn't work from the left because moderates do not think like leftists but they do think like conservatives like they they understand the world in a structurally similar way because so like if you ask a conservative why things are bad they'll say like 30 years ago things were all right because the right people were in the right place yeah whatever that may be right but, and, and fascists, you know, fascists fundamentally identical, where they're like no, no, no yeah, the problem is the wrong people in the wrong place. We should be at the top and they should be at the bottom and they sort of embrace the sort of ruthlessness of the hierarchy and then they narrow who we are over and over and over again until there's like, till it's, till it's a snake that's eaten itself, basically. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, anyway, you can tell I've read a lot about this recently. Um, but the centrists so centrists tend to think of it as the wrong people are in the wrong place within the system of government. So that's why, like, get the Tories out is a thing people can say with a straight face when they didn't believe that in 2019. Yeah, Because Corbyn was also the wrong type of person, right? So they can't be like, get the Tories out because that doesn't solve the problem in the head. But it's really easy if you think of problems as wrong person, wrong place to then just be Radicalized by someone who structurally believes the same thing but in a different way. You know, like, conservatives are like, the problem is that white people aren't necessarily always at the top of the hierarchy, in the right part of the hierarchy. Right? Stuff like that. You know, it's, it's stuff like that. Oh. And, yeah. So, <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of got lost in this tangent here. But the, but the point is that, like, you can't radicalize centrists that same way. So, Belen Eziovit being like, Ortanun solo. To try and be like, oh, you know, I'm not a socialist, I am a, you know, reform minded left of centre politician. Didn't fucking work because fucking dickhead Suleiman Demerel, who we'll recall, um, we will recall from previous episodes, came up with a slogan which is Ortanon Solo Moscovanyolo, you know, like the left of centre is the road of Moscow road to Moscow. Just immediately called him a communist. Yeah, straight away, straight a fucking way. They they don't because they don't. There's no, no euphemism to be had. There's no. There's no clever way to hide it. But anyway, I mean, to be fair, in Blažejević's case, he may have been the most successful person to ever do this gambit because he did win in, he did win two elections. In
1: fact, he's like astonishing, frankly. Um, but yeah, there, there's basically Nahat-Erem's government is a fucking shit show frankly, um,
0: his first... Hold on, let me, let, me get, let me get the correct government up. His government, his first government was the 33rd government of Turkey. Jamie, guess how long the 33rd government of
1: Turkey lasted? Six weeks. No, okay, it did a bit better than that. Seven weeks. No, <laughs> okay, months, months. It's months. <laughs> it's months. Six months. Uh, you're closer. Um, it's... It lasted... Just under nine months. Okay. So,
0: 26th of March to 11th of December 1971. And this was mostly That's a technocratic government, right? Longer
2: than at least one of our recent governments.
0: Yeah, well, the List Trust government will be remembered
1: forever um, as, as, the, as probably the worst. But the... Uh, yeah, the... Uh, his
0: appointment caused a lot of problems basically and he forms this mostly technocratic government right so it's mostly independence like their partisan lean is listed as independence because they're just like functionaries they brought in right they, they, they brought him in to be like okay look just run the fucking ministry and be normal okay like don't rock the boat don't be fucking weird about it just be fucking normal for a few months and then maybe everything will be fine everything was not fine uh, lots of riots happened. It turns out. Um, it turns out lots of riots happened and a lot of liberals were fucking arrested and tortured. And then there was a daytime curfew. So it went pretty Fun well. Also, also, there were martial law was immediately declared in 11 provinces. At the time, there were 67 provinces in Turkey. Oh, well, that's not too bad, though. Yeah, well, yeah, proportionally, I guess it's not the worst amount of martial law Turkey's ever had. At the same time, it's not ideal. <laughs> but yeah, this this government was fucked from the start. So they basically had support of three parliamentary groups. Republican People's Party, the Justice Party, and the National Reliance Party, who uh we can kind of uh what's the what's the vibe with them? I I, I feel like we described them before, but they they're just kind of like uh kind of like the Republican People's Party but they didn't want to be in the Republican People's Party like they're um they're basically mad that Blent Ejevit um was um was a left of center politician and was a general secretary they yeah. were they were basically mad at him for trying to be like hey why don't we do redistributive welfareism and they were like that sounds like communism, actually. I think you'll find. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and form like this Orthodox Kemalist party that uh, that basically doesn't really do anything except support the military coup government, <laughs> which I suppose makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, that makes a, and they, and they yeah that that, that <laughs> so much of this makes sense when you think about it. But yeah, so this first government collapses and they're like, uh, okay, so this isn't, this isn't great. Because a bunch of the technocrats were like, I can't fucking work like this. This country's a fucking mess. And like, a lot of these people are like, you know, like, senior people in their field. They can go and get like a normal job and make a shit. They can go abroad and make money, you know? Yeah, They don't have to be in fucking Turkey as an economy, you know, like, as a noteworthy economy. You don't have to be in Turkey. You go to America. Like, why, why are you here? But I suppose the trivia here is that uh, it, the, the first female cabinet minister was in the technocratic government supported by the military. So, you know, woke Turkish military, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, but I th- am more female we... guards. That's it, yeah. So, okay, Jamie, go ahead, go on. Guess how long the 34th government lasted, the second Nahat government lasted.
2: Uh, six months.
0: Correct. <laughs> that's correct completely correct um, so okay so here's what here's how it used to work because Turkey doesn't have a cabinet system well it has a cabinet system it doesn't have a parliamentary system anymore so the president in Turkey Erdoğan sadly gets to appoint ministers by decree basically the parliament doesn't get to sort of decide anything yeah, you know yeah and they didn't really get to decide anything they would just say are we okay with the government or not yes no up down you know like the UK, basically. The Parliament doesn't really pick who the, you know, Secretary of State for Health is. They just, they just don't. But they, um... But basically, when you resign as Prime Minister, the President then has to be like, right, who the fuck can form a government, right? You know? Yeah. So usually, usually the protocol is, alright, largest party in Parliament, you. You go try and form a government, right? Because... You would assume the largest party has the best sh- is, is, is has the best shot of collecting and corralling enough people to get them over the line. You would think so. Uh, yeah, but pretty demonstrably not the case in Turkey, right? Up until this point, pretty yeah. much not the case. So the president at the time decides, okay, Nahrim, you need to you need to try again, man. Like you you need to you need to make it stick this time. He does basically the same shtick. And uh, would you believe it went wrong even faster? And the government, basically, he, he resigned. The, the, the country is ungovernable. Like, I, I cannot explain this enough. The country does not, does not wish to be governed yeah. at all. And during these two governments, there's actually a very important vote that happens. So let me just get my details up real quick. But the, the vote that happens... So, so in Turkey, this is, this is something a bit different to a lot of other countries. Um, death sentences in Turkey, when they were passed at this time, uh, they were um, the parliament had to agree that the death penalty has to be carried out, and then the president you know, signs it off, you know. Yeah. Oh, the, pr- oh, the president, I suppose, could in theory be like no, stop the exit, but they've never done that in history. Um... And the uh so the so the so the instrument to do the execution of Denis Gesmish, who's a person we mentioned in the bonus episode, last bonus episode, um, I think it's Dennis Gesmish, Yusuf Aslan and someone Oh god, I'm gonna you'd be so mad if I forget the third name. Anyway, it's three of these guys who um abducted US soldiers and were, you know, accused of robbing banks and
2: stuff like that. Just cool shit. Cool shit. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about kidnappings on this podcast. I'm
0: yeah, it's a bit concerning. Um, anyway, it's because it was like the thing that was done, but there was, um, but yeah, the parliament basically overwhelmingly were like, yes, execute these twenty-five year olds for yeah. for being communists, basically, and Nahar Arim, uh supported it. Now, now, like some politicians, like Ismet Inönü and Bülent Ecevit, who didn't really come from similar sides of the political party as such. But they voted against the sentence. But, you know, there were a lot of... You know, like, Suleiman Demirel obviously, voted for it. al on Turkesh, Ben's favorite person, voted for it. Um, and, and, and just a lot. A lot of fucking politicians voted for this. Which is, you know, fucking great, you know? Hmm. And, and a lot of them, um, they're, they're basically... They they basically wanted revenge for um, the killing, the executions of the Democrat Party politicians. Like they were referring to the Democrat parties who got executed when they shouted "Free from us, free from them," as if these communists supported the 1960 <laughs> military coup. Really, like they would have been how old would they have been? They would have been thirteen. One of like what the fuck would they know about it? Right? Come on. Yeah. And the the, and and, you know the Republican People's Party's leadership were like, come on, just just cancel the execution. Don't be fucking ridiculous. But the uh, but the parliament kept voting for executing. And um and actually this is where some groups we talk about in the bonus episode. So the People's Liberation Party Front and the Turkey Turkey's uh, People's Liberation Army of Turkey. Um, try this is they tried to get them freed by kidnapping three uh, two Canadian and one British. Radar technician. Yeah, and this is where a very major incident in Turkey happens called Kazudera. I think we talk more about that in the bonus. We'll definitely talk about more about it in a specific bonus episode as its own event because it's a big thing. Um, but yeah, Deniz Gezmish was uh, executed after the president signed this order, and this, by the way, has huge consequences because Nihat Erim is basically a um, is basically a marked man, like. He is held personally responsible for this.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, if for people wondering, uh, Dennis Gesson's last words, long live a fully independent Turkey, long live the great ideology of marxism Leninism, long live the Turkish and Kurdish people's fights for independence, damned be imperialism, long live the workers and the villagers. That's kind of a, yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah. I Good final shot to get off. Yeah. But yeah, Nehat Erem, we will, I, this is what they call foreshadowing, is a Marx man. It was Hussein Inan was the third one. Okay, good. I'm glad I remember that. Um, it really, this really like damaged the morale of the left in Turkey as well. Like these three were big symbols for them. It really damaged their uh, morale. But they would keep fighting, of course. And the fighting did not, it didn't slow down. And uh, actually Suleiman Demereau, who actually voted for it, was like, yeah, the executions—they were a mishap which occurred during the Cold War. And I'm like, oh, that's good. That'll bring them back, won't it? You fucking <laughs> dickhead. Yeah, mishaps. They do. Turn fucking hand. fucking bald cunt. Like anyway, um, you can tell this is still a sore point yeah. for a lot of people. Um, but yeah, yeah. Look, um, uh, Neha Aram's government just—it just doesn't work, and they just go. Right, okay, we, you're going to be caretaker for a little bit, but we need to find a new person to take over because it turns out you could not govern the country. So they, uh, they bring in possibly uh, the, an even more anonymous person than Nihat um, than, than, Aram, than, um, but who has possibly the most powerful hairline of any politician. Hold on, let me, uh, let me zoom. Yeah, let me, get, let me get the image. Has a very powerful hairline. And I mean that as a compliment.
2: That like is, that ben. is
0: that is a good hairline.
2: Yeah.
0: For considering, um, and and so that person is called Karit Melen. Um, he
1: he his deal is he's a civil servant. Like he is, he is he is like vaguely political. Um, he is he, he's a
0: chartered accountant. He was a member of the Republican People's Party for a while. Minister of Finance under Isma Inonu. You know, like. Yeah, this th- he he's a, like, he's that um, kind of person.
2: He looks like a mobster from The Simpsons.
0: Yeah, Fat Tony. Yeah, Fat Ferret. Um, right. Uh, and so he he was a member of the of the National Reliance Party, the um the sort of orthodox Kemalist party, right? But his but they basically said, okay, we're going to make this minor party person prime minister, and we're going to Republican People's Party, Justice Party, are going to prop him up, right? They're just like, you be prime minister, you construct a government. You try and fucking manage this shit. And it looks a lot like the previous governments, right? Mm -hmm. And and so in Turkey, what happens is when the parliament picks a new president, is that the incumbent government resigns so that the president gets to pick a new government. It's kind of just a tradition, right? They're like, okay, so back then the parliament would elect the president, and the fact that the president needed a certain number of votes in parliament to be president Implies that there's a, major- a political majority in the parliament that the president can kind of cajole into existence, right? Yeah. So this government lasts for just under a year, but it's not really—it's not like inherently a failure of the government. Although, in fairness, the government was failing <laughs> because he didn't really do anything. He didn't he, like genuinely like you look at like the stuff that at least Aram executed someone, you know. This guy didn't even get around to execute. He just sort of sat there and tried to steer the country as violence escalated. Yeah. Which you know is a is a move and so that and so we get a new I think it was technocratic. I'm going to double check that it was technocratic, but I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, the, there is there is a new um so, so basically the Minister of Commerce in his government gets appointed the new, um, the new Prime Minister. And it is largely a partisan government, actually. So what he's decided to do is, okay, I don't need the Republican People's Party. I'm going to work with the Justice Party and the Republican Reliance Party, and we're going to just fucking try. We're going to try and have an actual government for a little bit. And in fairness naim talu's government uh who is the prime minister and who does look like exactly who you think of when you think banker who gets made prime minister that is exactly who you think of yeah fucking hell yeah he's yeah he he has a look about him uh also born in the ottoman empire damn born in 1919 the year this podcast narrative begins from (laughs) fucking hell fucking hell we make him the mascot. Well, Na'im Talu just get his picture as the, but like, but like he's such like a nothing guy.
2: Um. Anyway, it's it's it's he not. Looks, he looks like he should be fucking. You know what I mean? Some minor like NASA administrator in the sixties or something.
0: Yeah, he just looks like tall, he's the guy.
2: Mark civil servant. He's the about... guy
0: in charge of procuring the eight kilobytes of RAM for the Apollo yeah, yeah. mission. That's who this guy is. But the um. But yeah, basically his job is get to the fucking election. Get to the fucking election. Just like, get to the election. And the, and the reason why this happened and why they sort of um, they, this sort of kind of res- resignation had to happen was the, um, the the Republican People's Party and Justice Party straight up were just like, we are not electing the military's preferred person to be president. We're, we're instead electing Fahri Korotur is, yeah he was Turkey's ambassador to the Soviet Union, which, who's, basically that job is telling the Soviets to shut the fuck up, uh, which is, you know, yeah, it's not great, it's not fucking great, but he, he, he becomes the, uh, he becomes the president of Turkey, and the military had kind of accepted that they had already achieved a lot of their objectives they were like, okay, things seem like Kind of under control, like yeah. There's like low-level violence constantly, but at least we executed a bunch of communists and banned all the communist groups. Never mind the fascist groups, you know. Fuck, you know. Fuck if we know what they're up to. But you know, it's fine. What could what could what could go wrong? You know, what, it's almost like we're doing constant foreshadowing this episode.
2: Yeah.
0: But yeah, they um they. Basically, once they dissolved the uh, Workers' Party and weakened trade unions, they were like, okay, we can kind of coast. We can coast. And, we, you know, they, they centralised a lot of power in the country. And the... And Nejmetin Erdbakan, you might remember, you know, we talked about those political parties that are, like, religious... You know, like the AKP's original sort of party form. Um... They they banned the national party that he was uh, leader of, and they were like, "No, look, we shut down a right wing party because of the anti terror campaign." And it's like, "Yeah, but like, they're not. They didn't really have like a paramilitary that were attacking university lecturers,
1: you know? Like like the nationalists, the far right party, you know, their fucking paramilitaries were doing that shit." So. With this backdrop of, like, a pacified left, you know, a
0: demoralized and pacified left, uh, the workers' party shut down, basically, like, everything kind of being fucked, right? Every- everything's fucked, and the military's got what it wanted, and they were happy to go to an election because they were like, eh, you know, what's the-, what's the fucking worst that could happen? You know? What-, what could happen here? And... So, Bulent Ezevitz had successfully manoeuvred in, um, in the Republican People's Party by
1: 1972 to take control of the uh, Republican People's Party. And he, he... He had consistently opposed the technocratic governments, right? Like, his positions
0: were I don't want to be in cross-party governments that supplant, you know, that are encouraged by the military. We just, we don't, we don't want it. We don't want the military interfering in government, and they basically to resolve this tension, they um, İsmet Inunu ends up resigning, right, as party. He's finally done, yeah. right, and they have this party, um, this party conference where he wins again. So he's now got pro- He's now got his control of this party, and he even. Sort of, you know, he does the deal with Suleiman Demirel to get the right guy in as president and stuff, and so he is, you know, he's doing all right. He's he's he's doing okay. And remember, this at a time when Turkey has a senate and stuff, so you know they pick a senator to be president. You know, like America does all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, it's like it's like it's long, It's
1: like it's normal, you know. Um. So they have. Um. So this is. I believe, part the lower house, right?
0: Uh, so this is the lower house. And so, Jamie, would you like to pr- predict of the two major parties, the Justice Party and the Republican People's Party, who do you think is going to win in the post? After all of this stuff, they've demoralized the left. They've basically done everything the Justice Party wished it- they could do. Who do you think is going to win the election? I'll give, you the- I'll give you the seat numbers from before to help. Okay. Okay. So, before the Justice Party had 256 seats and 46.5% of the vote, the Republican People's Party had 143 and 27.4% of the vote. Who do you think has won the election in
1: 1973? The uh, second one? The Republican People's Party? Yes. Yes, and no one really expected it. Like,
0: at all? <laughs> It it completely stunned everyone. They did not expect the like the Republican People's Party to
1: show up and um and win. Now um there's there's there's a a bit of wrinkles here. There's there's a little bit
0: going on here. So he wins with thirty three point three percent of the vote. They go up six percent. That's pretty nice, you know. Uh, Sliman Demirel's party, Justice Party. They go down by 16.7% and lose 107 seats. So they got fucking annihilated, right? Like they had the worst election they could possibly have had. Yeah. Now, part of this is because there are new political parties that have appeared, right? And so, so we have like some old political parties that were still there, you know, the, the Nationalist Movement Party, you know, the far right cunt party, basically. You know, the Republican Reliance Party, that sort of Orthodox Kemalist Party. You had, like, the Unity Party. So these, like, minor parties still exist. They didn't really impact too much of anything. But then there was the new Nejmetin Erbakan party, which is the National Salvation Party. Now, th- I fucking hate the National Salvation Party. Because... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm going to explain why. They hold the balance of power in basically every election in the 70s. Like, they just fucking do, right? It's just how the maths played out. And the thing is,
1: they are a far-right religious party. Ugh. Which is... But, like, the thing about far-right religious party is, far-right religious
0: party, Islamist party, might go, oh, you want to redistribute wealth from the rich? Yeah, I mean... You know that's kind of the the sort of vibe we vibe with that. But also, you want like women to not wear the headscarf. Oof, don't know about that. Mm. Hair is too sexy. For <laughs> Nejmetin Arabakan, I mean and Arabakan was fucking bull shit. I mean he wasn't the he wasn't the official leader in the election because he was technically kind of banned from politics. But um, <laughs> but make but make no fucking mistake, he was the leader of the party. Like like make no fucking mistake. Uh, and also, did he, you catch, can
2: see... did he catch a suspension for threatening to beat someone with like stick?
0: Yes, that's what happened. Um, I'm very much the Nejmet and Arabakan of left Twitter. In that, in that, I am secretly an Islamist. Apparently, <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if certain people did think that was completely, uh, mm. completely serious. You know? Well like, you see, then they'd misgender me as well, and they'd be like, "He said that he was uh, he yeah. was an Islamist on the podcast." I'd be like, "Yeah, dickhead." That's, uh, that's clearly what the politics are here. Anyway, um, so, um, it's a shame Ben's not here, because Ben would, fuck, would tear their hair out at this. But there is another major third party that kind of holds the balance of power. The Democratic Party. <laughs> <laughs> and I did mention the Democratic Party, I think, in an episode, but the short version is they're kind of like the what if the Justice Party was actually anti-corruption, like one actually like you know was liberal in a sense, and it's like yeah, but like you can't you can't do this. Like I mean, they did do it. They got forty-five seats in the parliament. They very much could do it, and they did. And and the Republican People's Party have one hundred eighty-five seats. They are. Forty one seats short, and there are two parties with more than forty seats that could work. They're not gonna work with the Justice Party, right? Initially. Yeah. Because they won the election. They're like, okay. And um and the, part of the reason they won is a lot of the left wing prisoners from various groups and who were members of various groups, like Dev Gench and the P you know, THKPC and uh Tycho as well, I think it was Tiko. Uh, yeah, T-H-K-O, not Tiko, T H K O, not T I K O. I know those are two different groups. Or someone corrects me. I know. Those, I just pronounce them both the same because how am I meant to pronounce a fucking H in that word? Anyway, anyway, I'm getting mad at some, something that I've made up. Um, they said, you know, look, they they might be fucking shit, but vote for the Republican People's Party. The um, the Revolutionary Workers and Peasants Party of Turkey were like. Yeah, don't fucking vote in the election. You and all these people are fucking cunts. And their abbreviation is T I I K P. Tikpa. And uh, they they will actually this is the first mention of a future podcast legend in the making. A fellow by the name of Dor Perenchek who is I would Okay, look. I don't like making these characterizations in relation to British politics because these characters are so much more. Yeah. But you may you may think of Dor Perenchek as kind of like the Turkish George Galloway, in the sense that he's weirdly always prominent in vaguely leftist politics, but he seems to have adopted every political position that exists in the country.
2: Yeah, I mean... Like, he just you, has. That picture of him you just posted there, Yeah, my first thought was that guy has a bit of George Galloway about him.
0: Yeah, but but the, yeah, but you see why I make this commute. You understand <laughs> yeah. me, like like I'm not I'm not saying this to flatten the character of this guy because God, can you not flatten the character of this guy? And also,
2: because he looks he looks but, there yeah. like he's he's excited with like a fucking dunk he's trying to make on like Nicola Sturgeon or something.
0: He's excited he's, that he's come third in the um in the in the by election and almost fucked it for Labour. Yeah,
2: that's the face of that man. Someone, someone behind the camera is holding up a fucking like cat suit for celebrity big brother.
0: <laughs> Turkish celebrity big brother with door <laughs> bear and check would fucking it would it would create a singularity event. I absolutely <laughs> could not I could like I cannot lave this into existence it must, we must step away. We must step away we can't do this. Um, but yeah, it is hard to to sort of he, he deserves his own fucking episode I't can't, I can't like I can't sum this guy up. Like he—he's just—he's fucking crazy. He's, there's no other way to describe him. Yeah. He's fucking crazy. Like he—he's. Look, I—I I don't want to say it because he's litigious. But also, is he going to listen to this? Fuck it. He—I've—I've I've had people say to me, who would know about this kind of thing, that he was a fucking like CIA asset. And like I fully believe this. Like I believe this. Like, and I say this guy's litigious, I mean it. He, he literally sued the country of Switzerland for his right to deny genocide.
2: <laughs> Sounds I'm, like a real fucking champion, this lad.
0: Yeah, I'm not fucking joking. That is a real thing that's happened. Like again, it's, And again, it's another insane court case involving a Turkish person. Where
2: did he sue them?
0: In, I think at the European court, one of the yeah. European courts. Hold on, um, let me, it'll probably actually be in here, because it was kind of a big deal, actually. I, I, like like a... I
2: kind of like the idea that, like, you know, he just went to his local fucking, like, court and sued them. There. Yeah.
0: No, no, he took them to, like, a European they got, court. They got like, tried
2: in absentia?
0: No, because he, um, he did it in Switzerland. He did the genocide <laughs> denial in Switzerland. So, you know, that's why it was a whole thing in Switzerland. Because he was, like, he got charged with it, which, yeah, he did. he did deny the genocide. So, yeah, I suppose that that makes a lot of sense. He, he, he is a lawyer, by the way. Like, he is a fucking lawyer. And he's a member of something called the Talat Pasha Committee, which I don't fucking like the sound of at all. Because Talat Pasha was one of the three guys in charge of the, uh, of the genocide government of the Ottoman Empire. I mean, really, that's a lot of their governments, but the particularly genocidal government of the Ottoman Empire. And he's uh, portrayed in, the TV, uh, in, a, in a movie as being a particularly cuntish one about it. So... I think he was personally in charge of overseeing it. Don't quote me on that, but that might be true. But anyway, Dorperinczak, yeah, he was like, yeah, don't vote for any of these people. They don't, they don't deny genocide enough in 70s Turkey. Great. Um, I'm, not, I'm sure that wasn't the actual reason. I'm sure he was like, no, they are not. It's not revolutionary to engage in bourgeois elections. And like, yeah, but also like, it's funny to make Suleiman Demereau lose elections, you know? And also, this picture of blunt Ejevitt they have in the Wikipedia page is fantastic. It, for him winning for the first time. He looks like Bob from Bob's Burgers, but Turkish. Like, <laughs> that's the fucking moustache. Like, this is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> but he you look, you just looks so happy. It's a shame how it went. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so Jamie, I'm going descri- to describe the Parliament to you. Right. Actually, right. you know what? I'll, what I'll do? I'll, yeah, I'll describe the parliament to you. So, so the Justice Party straight up just cannot form a government, right? Because they they, they would have to form a government with the far right Islamist party and the people who split from them for being too conservative. So it's just it's just too much of a needle to thread, right? Yeah. There's no there's no broad rightist government to be had right after the election. And you can't cobble together the minor parties because one, they all have wildly different ideologies. So that's the fucking. So you'd have to. And also, there aren't enough of them, right? There's just not enough of them. Yeah. Uh, the Republican People's Party also cannot cobble together the small parties. That's just not an an available path for them. So they either have to ally with the Democratic Party or the National Salvation Party, both of which fundamentally oppose their their political program, basically.
1: They're like, no, we, we hate your political program. We want it gone. So it's, it's a l- little bit difficult. A little bit, little bit difficult, I would say, to, to nail this. But, bilan learn he forms the first Ezovich cabinet. Right?
0: And uh, this is a coalition government. No technocrats, right? This is a political
1: government. And it is between the Republican People's Party and guess who he teamed up with? The Democrats? No, he teamed up with the, far- with the Islamist Party. No.
2: Oh, well.
0: The hardcore, the secular founding party of Turkey has teamed up with the people
1: who want everyone to go to the mosque. I mean... That's, you know...
2: Politics, it politics is just kind of a fucking shit show, really, I think, everywhere. You know, I, I yeah. think, I think everyone just fucking makes it up as the goal and always has.
1: Yeah. So the so the so the deal here is they go okay so
0: obviously Blunt Ejivit is the prime minister, Nejmetin in Arabakan you are deputy prime minister, right? Great, easy. So now they have to try and figure out what does the common program between these parties look like. And you can kind of glean what it is from who they put where, right? So, you know, like, finance, right? They put future Republican People's Party leader, incidentally, Dennis Baikal, as Minister of Finance. So, this is the sign that the, the sort of Salvation Party are like, you can, do, you can have a little bit of social democracy as a tree, you know? You do know, a little bit of the social democracy, right? Yeah. But... the the person in charge of the Ministry of the Interior, which is the equivalent of the Home Office, is a Salvation Party person. So they fundamentally agree on, like, security issues, right? They've gone, yeah, you know, you can do security issues, fine. Agriculture, they leave it to the Salvation Party, because they're like, all your voters are dumb hicks anyway. You know, get some of your promises made. Land to the farmers, you know? Yeah. They even get a Salvation Party person in an industry, presumably assuming that, like, the finance department will fuck them into doing what they
1: want which i guess is kind of how it works so how how does so what okay what do you think
0: the the immediate problem is going to be here so this this coalition government was founded in january 1974 how long do you think it is until the first
1: massive bust up
2: 1974
1: uh <laughs> I was like
0: yes but like what month in 19 so how many months are you giving it before there's a huge bust up over something insane almost it's barely two (laughs) barely two months right so what do you think they had a bust up about what do you think the social democratic party well the vaguely social I know they're not social democratic but like the party that was pretending to be social democratic and the far-right Islamist party disagreed about, that almost caused the, like, entire coalition to collapse?
2: Uh, the football.
0: No. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a second guess. <laughs> yeah, they, they disagreed about Dai Yong's ownership of Reading <laughs> FC,
1: and so that's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, the, yeah I, I consider that part of uh, left-adjacent Twitter very much to be the salvation party <laughs> of
1: our group. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I mean, I'm gonna guess it was uh, it was something related to like how you know the kids today don't do enough church or something.
0: No, it was a nude statue. It was a nude statue.
2: So that would have been my third guess, I think.
0: That probably would have been your third <laughs> guess. So there was a statue, a sculpture, uh, called Güzel Istanbul, beautiful Istanbul. Uh, it is still currently erected, which feels like a weird thing to say about a nude statue, but it is. I, I believe it's in Yıldız Park. Um, which yeah is is it's and here's the statue now. Uh, you know, yeah, it's this is it. Yeah.
1: This is it.
0: Like, and it was commissioned by the Istanbul governor. Um, to for the celebration of the 50th anniversary of the republic, and the Salvation Party were like, w- "What the fuck? There's a nude statue. People cannot be exposed to nudity, or they will literally come instantly. So we <laughs> need to get rid of this statue." And the Roman People's Party were like, "No, but like." we're a democratic society and the governor commissioned it and like it's art it's expression and like also you might want to look at some of the ottoman art yeah you know <laughs> you
2: know um can i and and, and, and and is the perspective of that photograph weird or are the boobs just fucking going all over the place there
0: yeah they're going all over the place
2: all right that's eyes
0: yeah that's been your boob analysis for this episode <laughs> Boob analysis is brought to you by Squarespace. No, it's not. It's not brought to you by Squarespace. We're not sponsored by Squarespace. Please don't like Squarespace, do not sue us or actually pay us money. Either way. You know? Don't sue us or pay us. Those are your two options. I refuse to be i will simply refuse to be sued by Squarespace for that joke.
2: Yeah, I I would rephrase that as pay us or don't sue us. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Yeah, the first way does sound like I'm gonna sue them actually. And I'm not sure that I am, or that I would have grounds. So, okay, so what do you think
2: happened? Sue, what do you, wh- sue them over the boobs on the statue?
0: Yeah, even though they had nothing to do with the fucking
2: legal department's, like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> what the fuck is this dumbass podcast suing us for? As a bit, I just I just hired the like I just hired like Carter Ruck to write this letter, and they're just like, why are you doing this? It doesn't make any sense. It's like that. It's like that scene. Um, I forget which fucking film it's in, but they made it into like a Fallout meme where it's like when you're like max level in Fallout, and someone, and someone like pulls out a gun. It's like, put your hands up. It's like, no what i said no it's like but i have a gun it's like i, I don't care it's like but it doesn't make any sense too bad like just that's just fully what we're gonna do we're just gonna show up and be like yeah we don't want to do this anyway uh so what do you think the outcome was was the statue removed or uh, according to democratic or was it just like left there well, As an I'm, expression
2: I'm, of guessing, yeah, I'm guessing, given that you said it was, it's still there, that it was left there? No, it was removed. How was it?
0: It was removed. In, yeah, they moved it. So it wasn't originally erected in Yilda's Park. Ah, right. You okay. see. You see. You see. It was originally located at Karaköy Square,
1: which is uh, kind
0: of a nice square.
2: Right. Um, so they moved it to Yilda's Park? Mm-hmm. Is, is that just where the pagans hang out or something? Yeah, They're it's in like, Beshiktash, so yeah, basically. So like, yeah, that, that, that those godless bastards deal with it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> in fact, you can see the picture, you can see the statue in its original state in uh, in Karako Square, uh, and it somehow looks even less in proportion
2: <laughs> than, than it is now. I just the thing is, if their <laughs> argument, if their argument against it was people will look at that and come instantly, because everyone, yeah. in, everyone in Uldur's Park just like on fucking SSRIs.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know,
2: maybe,
1: <laughs>
0: but like, but but like, my thing with this is, like, it doesn't make any sense because none of the censorship stuff makes any sense. But like, I'm gonna be suing Squarespace. will be hearing from my lawyers about this. <laughs> I can assure everyone of this. They will be hearing from my lawyers, Carter Ruck. Also, Carter Ruck, don't sue me. I know you're not my lawyers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't. I've already got like a YouTube video that could get me sued out there. So, um. <laughs> You're going to get an
2: envelope through the door that has the Squarespace and Carter Rock logos on it?
0: (laughs) Squarespace, Carter Rock, and Ashfield Independence jointly suing me (laughs) over various slanders that I've done.
2: Class action.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... uh, I'm going to leave this here because the next major event is going to be... Well, okay, I will explain that Like people were really mad that the um that the sculpture was removed. Like it pissed people off. Yeah. Because like there's a sort of like
2: because main the... <clears throat> You know what I mean? They wanted to they wanted to enjoy enormous wonky boobs.
0: Like. Yeah. And and and part of it was just because there was a general belief that like it's artistic expression in Istanbul. Yeah. Like it's not you know like um and there was a whole thing where it's like, it's going to send us back to the... Well, we would say back to the 70s now. They'd be like, oh, send us back to the 10s, or whatever. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But they, but they didn't, you know... B- b- basically, every, a lot of people just felt like it was fucking... It was a th- it was culture war shite, you know?
2: Send you back. sent you back to the 70s, when the rubbish was piling up in the streets because the bin men were too hard.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, oh,
0: Belen Ejevit Ege- <laughs> just kind of quietly moved it to this other part. Just, sort of, like, sneakily moved it there. But yeah, that's the, that's the story of the statue. The next big event is going to be the Turkish invasion of Cyprus, which was done under this government. Again, own episode,
1: really. Yeah. So we're going to have to once again learn about Cyprus next time. But, you know, that's, that's fine. That's okay. That's, that's, that's all right. I can, I can handle this.
0: Oh, I don't sound like I'm handling it particularly well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, I, if I sound like I can't handle this, it's because I can't. And I'm just going to make sure that I write down that the next episode is going to be about the Turkish invasion of Cyprus. Because I'm going to forget. Because the yeah. next time we record an episode, will be in six months. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Right, I think we'll leave it there for everyone. Good, good, Good to be back. Good yeah. to be back. Sad to be without Ben. Ben, if you're listening to the podcast, come back. Yeah. I don't think Ben listens to the podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you made it this far, wow, that was a lot of gibberish you worked through. Yeah. But I hope it was entertaining. Uh, we do have a bonus episode out the same day as this, and there will be a bonus episode next week. Uh, so, you know, lots of bonus content on the Patreon, so, you know, check it out. Give us your money, because Squarespace certainly won't be giving us any money. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck's sake. All right. Uh, is there anything we need to say or plug? Uh, I'm not sure there is, but, uh, yeah. Me, me and Jamie no longer exist on Twitter for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> slightly different reasons. So if you are looking for us, you will find us on Blue Sky but, uh, and yeah. on the podcast Twitter account blue sky or tumblr for me or youtube or tiktok which I'm going to start using because you know I'm having a quarter life crisis everyone it's not good (laughs) it's not fucking good and it's not fucking cool I'll tell you that anyway we're going to wrap it up and go to the bonus that will be out next week so we'll
1: catch you on that one if you're joining us otherwise we'll see you in two weeks take it easy everyone
2: sure